0: Good evening and good afternoon. I hope everyone's been having a fantastic week. I know I've had a very interesting week. I've been spending almost every single day of this week in law school. Yes, that includes the weekends. And am I liking it? No, I am not. I gotta do this for midterms. Yay! If you're going to go to law school, just know, you will have to study every single day for these tests. You know what kind of sucks also? Is that we only have one graded assignment, which is the test. One class you'll have probably multiple graded assignments, but yeah, one graded assignment. One to rule them all. (laughs) Oh God, it's going to be fun. But anyway, that's not why you're here to listen to me. You're not listening to me to complain about law school. You're here to hear about all the good, good nerd news. And speaking of good nerd news, this week actually happened to be the week where Nintendo and Sony had their state of play. Now, while I would love to talk about both of them, I had to choose between one or the other, or I this episode would be like two hours, which... As much as I would love to happen I don't have the time <laughs> so I decided to flip a coin and you know what happened Sony came out on top yay but anyway we're gonna be talking about PlayStation State of Play and you know what I'm actually happy well both state of plays usually don't disappoint I'm actually happy to talk about Sony because there are some games I'm definitely looking forward to that Sony got to talk about so let's go ahead and get started looking into the future to see what Sony has in store for us because you know what Sony's games between them and Xbox Sony's just better so the first game we're going to be talking about is an interesting one and when I mean interesting i really really didn't know what to make of it the entire gameplay was basically a dude walking slowly like it was taking his time like you would kind of do if your leg fell asleep i thought it was gonna be some type of survival horror where the dude's arms are paralyzed and you're like stuck on a mountain with only using your feet to escape but no I really... It, it's all that's walking. It's basically walking simulator. Which is weird because you think that'd be more Death Stranding. But, I mean... Again, it's very very weird uh the game is also called baby steps and i'm somewhat disinterested and interested at the same time i really honestly for me to make a good opinion of the game i would have to see more gameplay or at least try out the demo because this game is going to be really hard to keep someone's attention if all you got to do is be careful when walking i mean who knows only up is basically climbing but there's more to do so that's another thing It looks like it's going to be more of a comedy game, and I really hope the comedy is there to the point where you're just ignoring the fact that you're only walking. But anyway, moving on to the second thing they talked about, one thing I did not expect to happen was that Roblox is coming to PlayStation. And you know why I didn't expect it? Because Roblox has always had a complicated history, with, especially with all the different servers and with all the controversy between some of the servers being way too mature for little kids and somehow kids finding their way to it. To copyright stuff from them taking scenes from actual TV shows that are meant for adults. I remember when the Squid Games was a big thing on roblox and people were like oh my god why is my child being exposed to this so like i said very interesting that it's going to be on playstation and not to mention it's going to support cross play and cross save so i'm very interested to see if it's going to be like the pc game where everything is out in the open or it's going to be very limited to what you can do my guess is it's going to be limited so there's no copyright infringement if they decide to I don't know, copy from a TV show, but like I said, who knows? Play- Sony knows what they're doing when introducing Roblox to freaking PlayStation. Anyhow, the next game actually brought a smile to my face because you know what? I am super happy that this game is coming, and you know what type of game that is? It's a ghost hunting game. Yes, Ghostbusters is coming to PSVR 2, and you know what? I am super happy. You know how fun it would be to basically be a Ghostbuster using the uh, virtual reality from the PlayStation, be able to hunt ghosts, run around and do all that stuff. And I'm super happy that Ghostbusters is basically being revived where there's multiple Ghostbusters games coming out. I mean, this one is called rise of the ghost lord and while psvr is somewhat janky in its sense i'm still gonna be super happy be able to run around just capturing ghosts slime them using the traps and doing whatever to finally feel like a ghostbuster and like i said this thing brought a smile to my face and i really can't wait to see what this studio has done but anyway speaking of psvr 2 resident evil 4 has now gotten a mode for this very thing, and you know what? It looks amazing. I I just finished the game, what, two months ago? And you know what? That game had some really, really scary moments. And seeing that thing in first person wearing a VR set, oh my God, that's going to be very scary, especially trying to parry the dude with the freaking chainsaw. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be timing it right. And then what? There was this scene in the village where you're basically trying to survive until the bells from the church are being wrong. I don't know. Running, grabbing the freaking ladder, grabbing the shotgun, shooting, reloading. I don't know. All I know is ah, it's going to be very, very sweaty. <laughs> I mean, it's like when you're playing a game, you're like trying to make sure you do everything right. and You're like, oh, my God, especially in VR's. I'm telling you, man, some of the VR stuff is getting a little complicated with trying to reload and do the hand movements right. Maybe it's just me getting old or <sighs> Eesh, I really don't want to finish that sentence, but I can't wait for it to happen. But on the same note of Resident Evil 4, we're also getting an Ada Wong DLC. Now, this is interesting because one, I don't think there was an Ada Wong DLC in the original Resident Evil 4. I could be wrong, but I don't remember it being a part of it. And the best part about this is if you're not familiar with this character, because I, I am really not familiar with Ada Wong. I know she's somewhat in Leon's past. And she's not technically human, that's all I know about the character. But to see her basically get her own story and we basically see what was going on with her during the events of Resident Evil 4. Hopefully we get to see some really good character development. And for those who are unfamiliar with the character, we'll be able to see why she's so important to Leon. And why she basically did what she did during the middle of the game and towards the end. If you haven't played the game at all... I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but just know she does some very questionable actions that were different from Resident Evil 2, because uh, she kind of repeats only when Leon is there. I don't know if she's there with Chris Renfield. Again, I could be wrong. I basically started playing Resident Evil with freaking 7, and then I went back to play 2 and 3, which were the remakes, but you get what I'm saying. I'm really hoping we get to use the grapple gun and figure out what she's infected with, because... That's one of the things that really caught my attention at the trailer. In the end, they were like, "Oh, I know you've been infected with this. I know because I've studied it for decades. So it should be interesting." But anyway, moving on, the next game that they showed is a game that I still. I really am not looking forward to which is Avatar New Frontier and like I said it still looks okay the one thing that's really weird that they decided to do is make this game first person it seems like it really could have benefited from it being third person especially with how big this world is honestly I feel like they should have gone the Horizon Zero Dawn route with it being in third person you get to move around get to explore everything for it being in first person I think that it just limits you in a sense especially with you being able to ride these big beasts uh, which is whether they be in flying in the water or on land like i said really would have benefited going the horizon zero dawn route but that's just me one thing that also kind of looks weird is the graphics already look dated That's not a good thing, because if that's the thing that's distracting you when you're playing the game, I mean, the gameplay looks okay, it just doesn't look like it's going to differentiate itself from other games like it. But who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is an audience for people who still want to go back into the world of Avatar. But anyway, moving on, the next game is a game I didn't know was coming out, let alone didn't know it was the sequel to one of my favorite indie games. And you know what game that is? Ghost Runner. Yes, they're making a Ghost Runner 2. For me, I really enjoyed the first game. The high paced action was fun. Basically, running around, strat- somewhat strategizing, but be able to basically go through the entire game with just sapping and slashing your enemies into pieces and basically doing it very quick was very fun. They mentioned in the trailer that this time you're faster, stronger. So I'm very curious to see what type of game mechanics they've basically built for this game because if it's an improvement on the first game. Oh my god, am I going to enjoy this one? Oh, it's nice to enjoy games, it really is. I can't wait for Mortal Kombat 1 to come out in a couple of days so I can just enjoy just smashing people to bits. But we're not talking about Mortal Kombat, we are talking about the state of play of PlayStation. And the next game they've revealed was a game I've honestly never heard of so it this being a sequel i don't know if this was an indie game or this came out back like 10 12 years ago maybe it's like a long waited sequel for fans but this game is called hell divers and this one again is the second one i've never heard of this it basically looks like a destiny mixed with back for blood and i mean it looks just it basically looks like what i just said it doesn't look that different from other games and if you play back for blood or destiny this is basically the same game whether or not you want to use your hours to play this game is up to you i just really don't see anything different that will pique my interest you're playing with uh uh, four players you're basically killing these monsters if you die you have a chance to respawn and come back Uh, Yada 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 so basically nothing new like I said, maybe I'm wrong, maybe this is actually going to be a good game, but it just, it really doesn't look like it. But, anyway, after this trailer was done revealing what little it had to offer, came one of the best trailers of this state of play, and that was the Spider-Man one. And my god, did it review a whole, whole bunch of stuff we're looking forward to. First, the open world looks insane. I can't believe they took a page out of Ultimate Spider-Man's mode, if you played ultimate spider-man i think it came out back in 2006 and 7 once you beat the game you were able to switch between venom and spider-man and it looks like they took a page out of that and now you're basically able to switch between peter and miles but here's the best thing you don't need to beat the game to do that you can literally switch instantaneously between them so the hard time i'm gonna have during this game is basically choosing who i want to play as do i want to play as peter do i want to play as miles I know they're going to make them different from each other. So it's not the same type of gameplay because, of course, with Miles, you have more of his electricity. Maybe they'll make Peter more tech based. I can't wait to see the difference. And honestly, with the map being bigger, oh, it's gonna be so much fun being able to play this. I mean, they added Queens and they added Brooklyn. I'm more excited for Queens because I am from Queens and I can't wait to explore and see how much of Queens they got right. Heck, I might go to Forest Hills, go to Flushing Meadow Park if it's there, or check out my neighborhood if they added there. If they added my neighborhood, I'm happy. I can die happy knowing I can see my neighborhood in basically video game form. It's going to be nice, and it's going to be fun. One thing I also want them to add is King Corona. That'd be really funny to see in that game. But, I mean, I guess they would have to get copyright, but... Maybe seeing some inkling that hey this was King Corona in real life, but like I said, fun stuff. I they honestly did a fantastic job with the first game with getting so many details of the city right. I trust Insomniac so much. I mean this game was easily an insta pre-order once it went live. Heck, I know one of my friends instant uh, pre-ordered this, but instead of getting it digitally, he's getting it on disc. I don't have the space for disc, but heck, we're both happy, we're both gonna get the game, and we're both gonna play the heck out of it. One thing also that they added was the fact that we're getting web wings. Now, if you're not familiar with it or you saw it in the game trailer and were questioning it, this was actually in the comics. If you look at some of the old Spider-Man comics, you'll see some like web type wings under his armpits and stuff like that. In the comics, he didn't really use it to glide so much. He used it to help, I guess, move around with his web slinging if he needed to make a sharp turn. But anyway, the way they kind of changed that mechanic actually looks pretty innovative, and I can't wait for both of them, maybe each of them, or each of theirs will work differently, but heck, I can't wait, because the web swing is going to be so much better, and one thing as well is the fact that they're introducing new villains that we didn't get in the first game, of course we have Craven, Venom, you also have the Lizard, and it's revealed that Mysterio is going to show up, Now, I'm very curious to see if Sandman is going to make an entrance because, well, we know about him in the first game. Like, they have a mentioning of him being trapped in sand in Peter's backpack for apparently for years. I'm very curious if he's going to come back. Another villain we have yet to see, which I'm very curious to see if he's showing up, is the Green Goblin. Now, he is someone who I believe will show up maybe towards the end to reveal the next big bad of the third game. Who knows? Or he will show up helping venom kind of like spider-man 3 but not as badly i hope but i'm trying to think what other villains have we have not seen that has been introduced in the game or haven't introduced i mean there's the spot that's another one the hobgoblin they could definitely do the hobgoblin um they already have electro i'm trying to think who else They're doing the lizard. Oh my God, there's so many other Spider-Man villains, but I'm just blanking at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm blanking. I mean, shoot, that's basically the big ones. They're probably gonna... You know who they can also add, which would be kind of funny? That wheel person. I forgot. Big Wheel, Wheel of Death. I forgot what the heck his name was, but they could probably add him, which would kind of be funny because, I mean, that's basically... He's basically a dude inside a big wheel that moved around. I mean, given they can add missile launchers and a whole bunch of tech stuff to make them more dangerous, but that would actually be kind of funny. But besides that, I can't really think of any other Spider-Man villain. But then again, once I'm done talking about this, it will come to me. It'll be kind of cool to see a variety of smaller villains that will show up. But one thing also that is insane is the amount of costumes they've added to this game. Apparently they've added 65 in total. Now, I am already going to be having I had a hard time choosing what costume to put on Spider-Man when I was playing the first Spider-Man game. Heck, I had an even harder time trying to figure out what Spider-Man costume I want to put on Miles. Now, the fact that we have 65 costumes to choose from, I don't know if I'm just going to slap on the Tobey Maguire costume and call it a day who knows with the spider verse movies maybe they'll have a uh, costumes from there which would be fantastic Ooh, i can't wait i really hope they don't add the maguire costume and be like you have to complete 100 because most of the people just wore that costume for the entire game that would be kind of cruel but awesome at the same time like you gotta earn toby maguire <laughs> That would be, again, cruel, but kind of funny. But I'm super excited about this. This game is definitely one of my top 10 games to look forward to this year. Heck, it's part of my top five. And you know what's the sad part about this? I really, as much as this game is going to blow up and be fantastic, I really don't think this game is going to make it to Game of the Year. I think it's going to be nominated for Game of the Year. But with Bouldersgate, uh, what was it? Baldur's Gate 3. What else games came out? Starfield. Zelda. Oh my god, especially Zelda. It's going to be a really, really hard battle to make it to Game of the Year. Now, Like I said, they're going to be nominated and probably win a few awards for music and stuff like that. But it's definitely going to be a hard year. We got some really good games. I remember last year, I was really hoping that God of War Ragnarok was going to win. Now, was I disappointed when Elden Ring won? No. Honestly, between Elden Ring and God of War, I was actually happy that it was Elden Ring that they lost to. Because Elden Ring in itself was a fantastic game. I was just a little more biased to God of War just because of how fantastic the story is. Again, I was biased, but I wasn't mad that they lost to Elden Ring. Congratulations to them because they made a fantastic open world game. But one thing I'm definitely going to be more interested in is next year. Because one, Insomniac has given us so much to trust them with. With them adding also a fast travel system, which will be really good. I don't think I'm going to use it as often because I want to explore everything in Spider-Man 2. But the fact that they're able to implement this stuff and still retain the trust of us gamers is fantastic because one, they also have another game coming out which is supposedly going to be coming out next year. I don't know how like I don't know how well they're going to stick to that schedule especially since the Actors Guild is basically including video games which included Insomniac for actors and writers to not participate in the video game stuff so maybe they'll just have people working on the animation a whole bunch of other stuff but I can't wait for Wolverine that is going to be a fantastic game I'm excited to see how well they do it and the fact they mentioned it was going to be rated M I'm really hoping that the game is similar to x-men origins wolverine because while the movie kind of sucked the game they went above and beyond for that game and i'm super excited like i said insomniac has earned my trust and i will definitely pre-order wolverine once it comes out but we must move on from spider-man even though i can talk about it for hours and move on to the next trailer they showed which was a jrpg that kind of look like Genshin Impact. Honestly, when I saw it, I was like, oh, it's another DLC for Genshin Impact because apparently they make DLC for that game like they're basically hotcakes. They keep making them, which is not a bad thing. I mean, if I had a game that was supported that well, I'd be happy. But this game is called Tales of Aris Beyond the Dawn. I'm not really a big person into JRPGs. I don't have the time, but you know what? I'm happy for those who are. This seems like a really good game And from the gameplay that was shown, it looks like its combat is going to be more towards Devil May Cry. So again, not a bad thing. The second game that showed after this, again, I thought it was another Genshin Impact thing, but it was another JRPG and there wasn't much gameplay at all. Like, I was confused. Like, why are you showing me a trailer but no gameplay? Maybe they think, oh, it has anime women. All these PlayStation guys are going to want to play it because of anime women. Well, that is offensive. It's not entirely wrong. There are people who will just pay to play a game if it includes anime women. They're weird. Very, very weird. But anyway, this game is called, and I'm probably going to butcher the name, Hunkai Star Rail. Yeah, if you were expecting to know what type of game this was going to be from the title, I mean, good luck. Have at the, I have no idea what to expect. And I don't even know if I'm going to remember it after this. Maybe they'll come up with a trailer, which is extreme, but who knows? I really don't. Speaking about games that I really probably will never remember after it comes out. this Do you guys remember when I mentioned or at least saw the last State of Play where they had a Splatoon ripoff? Yeah, apparently this one's still making and coming out, which is called Foam Stars. Because apparently foam is different from paint. But here's the thing, they're actually doing something kind of smart. They're actually giving a demo for everyone to try. Which is good and smart because one, unless someone has a really good time with the demo, they're probably not going to pay for this game. And I say this because one, it's basically a Splatoon ripoff. So many games have been trying to take over the Splatoon fandom and they have failed very, very badly. Because like I said, I really saw this. I was like, why Why would I purchase this game? I have my Switch. I can just play Splatoon. But who knows? Maybe someone wants to play this game because they don't have a Switch. Maybe maybe that's the case. If it is, have fun. I just don't see this game making a lot of money or being played a lot. Now, unless they make it free to play and they kind of do a battle pass, then it's I would see it as different because one, Anybody can play this game, but if you're going to pay for this game, yeah, I really don't see a lot of customers flagging to this. But anyway, the final game that they had for the state of play was Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And this is going to be interesting because while it is the second game in the planned trilogy to showcase the entirety of Final Fantasy VII, yeah, if you didn't know this, the original Final Fantasy VII game was huge for its time. And basically came in two discs. That was unheard of. So, them taking their time, making and breaking everything up so the story can develop and expand. Very smart. I'm just wondering if this is going to be the game where one of the most beloved characters in this part of the series meets their end. I'm not going to spoil who it is, even though the game is 20 years old. Oh my God, I think it's more than that. I think it's almost 30 years old. Oh, that's terrifying. But anyway, like I said, I'm not going to spoil it who it is going to be, but if this is the game where it's going to happen, whoo, I hope people are ready because I still remember so many articles about people crying, people being sad and depressed when that character died. Yeah, God, gamers are weird. <laughs> then it, i mean uh, listen if you play a game that long and you've grown attached to a certain character and they die you know i feel the same way especially i did so in god of war ragnarok but again i'm very curious if it's going to happen in this one or they're going to leave that for the third game which would actually be kind of interesting especially if they start out with that oh my god that would be cruel it'd be brilliant but cruel i actually want them to do it oh my god that'd be kind of funny all the memes come out with them like opening playing the opening of the game they're like i was not ready for this type of emotion (laughs) but yeah i'm excited about this the open world looks absolutely beautiful with the whole thing they're doing final fantasy i've never been disappointed Except for 14, especially that online, that was disappointing. But anyway, Final Fantasy games have basically held up for each entry, and I'm here for it. And I'm excited for the fans. They're, especially the ones that are basically experiencing this game for the first time through the, the remake. I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves, and I hope you continue to enjoy yourselves for the next three years until the next one comes out. Because I have, what, the first one came out in 2020? At least the remake. 21 and so it took two years for them to make the sequel so it'll probably be 2025 2026 before the third one comes out but again you have a game to look forward to but anyway that was it for the state of play it wasn't half bad it basically introduced some interesting games i was more looking forward to uh the spider-man one and the final fantasy one i wasn't expecting the Ghostbusters psvr 2 and i'm very happy about that so yay but honestly, I don't have a PSVR 2, I usually play it whenever I'm at my friend's house, because I'm not paying 400 bucks. I need that for rent. If it drops down to 200 or maybe 150 then I'll probably consider it, but $400? No, no, no thank you, I don't even have time to play my own video games, let alone PSVR 2 games. But anyway, I'm super happy that PlayStation is doing well with these state of gameplays because you guys gotta remember, they basically pushed this into the gaming era. I remember when COVID was around, when E3 was trying to decide whether or not it was gonna happen, and they announced they were gonna do it online. PlayStation said no and they basically said they were going to do their own thing which was highly successful and other companies took their lead on that and basically killed E3. So the good and the bad but I can't wait to see more State of Plays from Sony especially if they're going to have either Wolverine or they're going to reveal something about The Last of Us 3. Ooh, it's going to be very interesting to see The Last of Us Part 3. I'm wondering who they would follow. I'm really hoping it wouldn't be Abby Maybe it'll be continued to be Ellie or maybe an entirety new character on its own. That would be kind of cool. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Now, I will make an announcement. I am not going to have another episode this upcoming week because it is basically midterms and I need to study. So sadly, I'm not going to be writing uh, next week's episode, but I will have an episode the following week after that. So basically, stay tuned because I'm not going anywhere. Like I said, that's it for this week's episode. Sayonara, see you later, and have a blessed one. Goodbye.